Today on the podcast, friends, we are going down to the farm. Stover's Farm Market and you pick them. Kenny Stover is the owner of the farm. The farm's been around for 135 years. And we are talking what is in season now, what have the seasons been like, and why farms are so vital to the American economy. My guest today, Kenny Stover from Stover's Farms and You Pick 'em. Kenny, it is my absolute honor to spend a couple minutes with you as we're heading into the fall season. How are you, my friend? Hey, we're doing we're doing real good. It's been uh, kind of a roller coaster of a growing season so far. Um, but it, as with any year, when you're at uh, Mother Nature's ultimate mercy, you just have to learn to roll with the punches. And I, I do want to talk about that because I, I think it's amazing that you put that on your website that, you know, when you stop by, we're going to explain to you what Mother Nature is doing or has done and therefore go over here, don't go over here. But before we get there, can we go back a little bit to kind of the, the birth of this farm in the 1800s coming from the East Coast to this part of the country? You know, what was what was the nexus that had them moving over here and kind of, you know, how are we still an operating farm that many years later, what, 135 years later, it's still an operating farm. It is roughly 1865. And I, I, I think what the, what the draw to this area was, was the benefits of Lake Michigan. Uh, the, the constant changing, uh, moving of the soil because of the lake, the vitamins and nutrients that that lake also does provide into some of the soils. Uh, I mean, at one time, uh, the west coast of Michigan was one of the largest fruit belts in, in all of the world. Um, again, like I said, with the vitamins and nutrients that the lake helped provide the soil, the lake also insulates us during the, during the winter. Well, most of the time, the lake insulates <laughs> us to, and able to be able to grow things like peaches and apricots that, uh, that are a little more fragile, a little less dense of a wood. And so when you have the polar vortex winter that we had a few years back, uh, we wound up losing a lot of a lot of peach trees in that. Um, but uh, the, the farm was started uh, roughly 1865. Um, we were an apple grower and we had corn and soybeans are the, the three crops that kind of put us on the map here in southwestern Michigan. That's awesome. And what people might not understand, because I think you and I were talking before we started recording, there's sort of this ubiquitous feel about food these days, right? I go to the grocery store and everything I've always wanted is there. We no longer are going through the cycles you were just talking about. But when Stover Farms was started in the 1800s, 70% of this country was in the farming industry in some way, shape or form. Fast forward to 2021, that number is 1.2%. And so Kenny, I, I'm just sort of interested as obviously it's a family business, but as you're growing up, is this where you see yourself going or were there other like other things in, in play? Because, you know, 1.2%, that's a small number for you to end up 135 years later still running this farm. Right. It, it is a very small percentage. And um, I'm going to assume, you know, number number one, it is it is grueling work. You know, like weeks like we had last week where the heat index was over 100 degrees. I mean, you don't have a choice. Like when the temperatures are, are that hot, things are ripening even faster. So unfortunately, you have to move at a faster pace 
during those during those hot and humid weeks. And so, number one, I think it, it's it's very grueling. It's very hard work for six months out of the year. Being at Mother Nature's ultimate mercy is a is another big determining factor in you know whether you're successful or not one year. Um, and so that's why I think just. Uh, a lot of people didn't want to work as hard and didn't want to not have a guarantee that they were going to get right. paid. And, and, and also what, what did happen in, in the seventies was some of these bigger processors like Campbell soups, which we were a huge Campbell soup tomato grower. My grandfather was one of the largest in the countries. And in 1975, they took 75% of their business and shifted it to Mexico. Got it just due to labor, due to, uh, you know, it just, it, it, it was a, it was a money game for them. You know, the, the profit margins were just probably far better. Um, and so that was a big, one of the big transitions that, uh, that this farm had to go through in the, in the mid seventies was, was dealing with that loss. So let's transition to uh, something maybe a little bit more positive. And, and that's been, you know, what's the tourism been like this summer? Because what I've been noticing is, as I said to you earlier, people seem like they're a bit more thoughtful about their food and where it comes from and how they can touch and feel and, and the tactile nature of getting back in their kitchen because of COVID or whatever those things are. What has that been like for you guys this past summer? Exactly. And, and it's, it's been two summers. Uh, last summer was just about a perfect storm. You know, the, the whole country was on a lockdown through, you know, the middle of March until sometime right towards the end of May. And that was right when our strawberry U-Pick opened. Um, we also do farmer's markets downtown Chicago. And I remember telling my wife in the spring, I'm like, there is no way that these markets are, are happening, uh, at least the ones that are smack dab downtown. But sure. again, that's where your biggest draw is because you have, I don't know how many millions of people come into downtown Chicago every day to go to work. And so these three markets that we lost downtown Chicago was 45% of our income. Oh wow! And so I told my wife, I said, I just don't like, we have to be ready to adapt and survive this year. If that means selling our house, if that means selling our cars, but we cannot lose this farm. And it was a Wednesday when we opened our strawberry, you pick up, we did no um, social media blasts. We did nothing on the internet for it just because we weren't sure exactly how people felt about moving freely and getting out and about again. All we did was put a UPIC strawberry sign out and by 11 o'clock on a Wednesday, which Wednesdays are typically our slow day of the week, we had over 80 cars in our parking lot there to pick strawberries. And I remember calling my wife because I was personally out running the, running the UPIC and I told sure. her, I said, hon, I think we're going to be just fine this year. And I need help. <laughs> and it just, it just spiraled from there. You know, people were, were again, they, they were wanting to be outside. They, they knew outside was probably the safest place for them, for them to be breathing fresh air again, uh, you know, not to mention it was gorgeous out, but I think last year really uh, helped people reconnect with being not only outside, but then because of the, of the virus, how many hands have touched my food? Sure. Yep. You know, and so when you get it from a grocery store, it's probably gone through six or seven hands already going into different packaging, different boxing, and then out onto the, out onto the shelves or the, you know, the bins at the grocery store. And so I think it just, 
because our UPIC exploded last year. And I think it made people feel a lot more comfortable knowing that they were the only hands that have ever touched their produce. They got it right from the tree, right from the vine, right from the bush, right from the plant into their box. And they were the only ones that have ever handled that. And also the other thing that people came back to realize last year was just how good something tastes when it comes right out of the field. You know, and I get it. It's very easy. It's very easy when you're at the grocery store because you're there for your milk. You're there for your bread. You're there for the paper towels, your dish soap. The fruit and vegetables are all right there. So it's it's simple. Um, but I think so many people last summer just remembered or got to know just how good produce should taste. Because for grocery stores, a lot of it is picked prematurely. It goes through a hydro cooler and it can never fully ripen as opposed to when you get that peach off the tree and you take one bite out of that peach and you are a hot mess looking for a, <laughs> you know, there, there, there just isn't a feeling like that. You know, yeah, that, no. that feeling cannot be reproduced anywhere other than at a farm. And you know, there's, there's a whimsy in that, right? When you're doing, you pick it with your family and you're having that experience and then, right, you, you're having the peach tree experience, but then you go home and you're making something with it. And then you get to have that experience all over again. Cause maybe we'll stay with your, your illustration. Maybe you've purchased a pie at a store before, but you get home and now you make one and you've I, got that, like you picked it off of a tree, you drove to your house and you made this thing and you have that slice of pie and you're like, this is amazing in the same way. And I know this isn't something you do, but like in the same way that there's a whimsy when you cut down your own Christmas tree, right? You yeah. walk through there and it's snowing and you just lost in time. And, and you know, anytime I get a chance to go on a farm, there's that lost in time feel where you just want to be out there as much as possible and sort of want to bottle that moment up. And so, so we're heading into my favorite time of year, and, and I know it's another season for you guys. And so what can people expect heading into September and October at Stover's? What, what, are, what are they doing? What are they picking? What's and, the you know, pumpkins yep, like? So, so, so right now, um, we, are, we are still hot and heavy into Crest Haven peaches, which is a, an awesome peach. Um, and due to all the heat that we've had, the sugar count in, in all the fruit this year is just above and beyond the past the previous three years. Um, so we're picking, we're picking a lot of nice peaches probably for the next two weeks. Um, we just started picking uh, Bartlett pears, both a green and a red variety. I have a variety of plums that's coming on. We're gonna start on Friday. Um, and we've also started picking a couple varieties of apples, a gala, and then probably my most favorite apple and one of the most unknown apples is called a Molly Red Delicious. Ooh. A very, very sweet apple. And this apple is kind of a delicacy because it's, it's a very large apple. It, uh, it's only around for about two to three weeks at the absolute most. Because it's so large, the stem is not as strong. And so once it gets so ripe, all these apples just will fall off the tree. Um, and two years ago, we really started uh, promoting this apple. And it's, it's more and more people now are knowing about this apple. Um, and so it's just, it is a phenomenal, uh, eating apple. And by this Friday, we will open the orchard for, uh, Ozark gold, which is an early golden delicious. We will have empires, which is more of a tangy tart apple. And we will have, uh, honey crisp starting on Friday, which is 
since Oprah Winfrey made it very popular almost <laughs> 20 years ago. Honey Crisp is, is, is a signature apple for us on the farm. So Kenny, you know, you, you sort of have blown by some of the, the art of what you do or the science of what you do. How, you know, how much work goes into that side of the farm to understanding, you know, like you said, when the heat comes in, everything's going to ripen faster. The sugar's going to be higher. We're going to have to adapt to that. So, you know, what's, what's the day to day like on a farm like yours for you specifically, how much of it is outside, how much of it is in front of a computer using Excel spreadsheet? Like, what is it like day to day for you? And, and so just about every, every day, um, during daylight hours, I am out and about somewhere, either getting, getting a group of guys going here covering for somebody to go to lunch, working at our store. Uh, we also have a packing house where um, all of our jams and jellies and salsas that we do in our commercial kitchen, uh, after they're done being bottled, they come to this packing house to get labeled, to get packed into boxes, onto trucks to go to the markets in Chicago, back to my store. Um, so it's the, the days are long, um, and then it's just finding the time at, at, at night to be able to start crunching these numbers, to look at different scenarios. Um, you know, the funniest thing about this is when I was in, in high school, the two subjects that I struggled and, and, and disliked the most were chemistry and geometry. <laughs> and uh, I barely slid by chemistry. And my geometry teacher, my uh, junior year, she failed me. And I was at a point where there was not enough credits for me left to take my senior year that I was not going to be able to graduate without passing geometry. Uh, Mrs. Jenna Whiskey, Ethel Jenna Whiskey, I, 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 I still praise her for opening her home to me, taking me in for summer school and forcing me to learn geometry, not only because I needed it to graduate, but she cared enough to do that to someone. And I'll be damned if chemistry and geometry are two things that I use absolutely every single day on this <laughs> farm, whether it's the formulation for what we're spraying, whether it's for how are we, you know, the, the pressure of our water gauge that it has to be at in order to run water through these trickle lines, as well as pumping the calcium in. It's just, it's just fascinating to me that I remember being a little stubborn brat in high school saying, these are the things I'm never going to do when I get older and I'll be dang if sure enough. <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, but yeah, so there's just, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of moving parts um, during the, during the summer. Um, and we start right off the bat with asparagus and strawberries and, and we have something to pick and something going from the beginning of June all the way to the end of October. Um, so it's just some days are longer than others. It just all depends on how smooth things are going. Um, but uh, I, I know sometimes at night it's tough to, to find the time to sit down and actually be on the computer and keeping up with the book work and, and all the reports that need to be filed, um, as well as still trying to find time to continue and educate yourself. Sure. Because every year, you know, things can, uh, different viruses, different funguses, different insects, they, they are adapting and evolving as well. And so it's just trying to, trying to keep up with all those things is, you know, there's just, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but again, it's, it's very rewarding to me to, to be able to be in a position that I'm in 
Um, and especially last year, we were so humbled last year as well as this year. And to see how appreciative people are again of, uh, of you and your produce. Um, and so, and then, you know, that reciprocates. Then when they're happy, they tell their neighbor, they tell their friends, they put it out on their social media. And then all of a sudden you're getting even more business that's coming in. And it's just, it's, I, I feel very blessed. Well, Kenny, uh, the work that you guys are doing is amazing, and I cannot thank you enough for that. But if people want to come down to you, pick them, or they want to learn more about you, where's the best place for them to do that? Is that Facebook or is that the website? Where should they find you? And so all, all three of them. We are, uh, my daughter runs our Facebook and our Instagram page at Stober's Farm Market. Um, we also update our website about every three or four days, just depending on what's changing and what we what we have picking. So any any three forms of of the the two social media and the and the website are the best. We also have have a have a phone at the store that a lot of people still call on. A lot of the people that you know aren't into the into the social media, they can just call our store. Um, somebody's just about always available to answer that phone unless we're really swamped. Um, we always take care of our customers that are there first before we answer the phone, but. Yeah, we're actually, we're just getting ready. Labor Day weekend's one of our bigger weekends of the year. And um, we've been experimenting. We bought a donut making machine uh, this spring. And in between times, we've been setting the donut machine up and experimenting, trying to get the perfect donut. And Friday, we'll, we will be rolling out blueberry and apple cider cinnamon donuts. That is awesome. That's I'm super excited be, for that. We're, we're very excited too, as well as uh, tomorrow, we're actually getting ready to press some, uh, some apples for, for cider for the weekend too. Awesome. My friend, this has been an absolute blast. I cannot uh, thank you enough for spending the time with us today. Good luck this weekend. Good luck this season. And we will talk to you again soon. Yeah, Eric, thank you so much for your time. It's a real pleasure. Thank you.